Timbo, one of our fans recently wrote in and they said, you know, I, I struggle with decoy placement. It seems like no matter what, birds hang up just outside the decoys or don't decoy at all. I got plenty of water movement, just can't seem to decoy the ducks. What advice would you have for him? Well, what we'd usually do around here, we've got a spot in the middle of our decoys that we leave all the decoys out. It's called what we call a lighting hole or a kill hole. And you got to have a place for the ducks to light. And that way, if they ain't got that, they, they want to light on the outside or maybe hang out. You know, because they don't want to light on top of another one or something like that. So you got to have a kill hole for them and a good place for them to come and light. And hopefully that'll bring them in. And you be it out. Sometimes you'll start right in front of your flying and have your decoys close together. And then as you go out to the end of your decoy spread, they'll be further and further apart like a V. And that'll give them like a little funnel to come on up in there to you. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Welcome, everybody. Eric Wilkes here with Duck Hunting Fanatics. And I have on the line with me Timbo from Homeless Guide Service down in down near Real Foot Lake, Tennessee. Uh, we, we've got Timbo here who is... Uh, in place of Kyle Homra, who's usually with us. But uh, Timbo works with Kyle, and uh, according to Kyle, Timbo, you're his number one guide and most trusted advisor. So welcome to the show. I appreciate you being here with us, my friend. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, how do you guys, you know, you guide a lot. How do you go about spreading your decoys? I know you had mentioned there a, a, a V that you sometimes do as you get out towards the end of your decoy spread. Is there a certain strategy that you all use, or do you change that strategy throughout the season? How do you go about setting up and spreading your decoys? Well, when we set ours out, I usually try to keep all my thin tails together, keep all my ring necks together, my mallards and gray ducks, keep them all together that way. When you're working a different kind of bird, he'll have a he'll have some ducks to see that's his own, you know, his own species. So they'll try to light with them or something like that. And you want, like I said, you want to put a V in the middle. So hopefully that they'll come right up at V and come right in front of your face where you can shoot them real close and have an ethical kill, you know. Sure, sure. And most of the time throughout the season, you'll move your decoy spread depending on the way the ducks are acting. Sometimes they get a little smarter the longer they've been here and they've seen every decoy spread. And they start getting smart, just like anything. So you tend to move the spread around a little bit throughout the season. Okay. So what about these guys? We get a lot of guys, you know, maybe they can't afford a dozen decoys or they're just kind of getting getting into duck hunting and just getting started. And they haven't expanded their decoy sets where they have a dozen or two dozen decoys. How do you go about setting up a smaller spread? Smaller spread is kind of, you just want to throw them out there in front of you, kind of like a, you don't want them real close together. Maybe put a green head with a hen mallard or put a space in between them because, like, if you're in a small hole or in a timber somewhere, you want them to have, still have a place to light. So you kind of put them in there real, not real close to you because you don't want them, when you're calling, you don't want them to be looking at you. You want them to be looking at your decoys. So you put them out, say, 20 yards from them, and then you space them out a little bit, and that'll give them something to look at instead of looking at you. Sure. But it's uh, it, it's pretty simple. You just want to get them out there before the ducks can see them. You don't want them right up against the trees. You don't want them up and under the trees or something like that. You want them where the ducks can see them. Right. You know, and and that kind of leads right in to, to proper calling. And we get a lot of questions about calling, believe it or not. How do you identify the proper calling technique based on duck behavior? 
when you're calling out a duck and, and you see him react to it, so you're hitting a high ball note and he's high and he, one or two of them out of the bunch pulls out and they start pitching around and you don't really want to just squall at them right in their face, you know, because you don't want them to see you. So you want to wait till he's going downwind and then hit him a little bit when he's turned away from him so you can turn him. And when you get him turned downwind, you want to kind of soft talk him and chatter and quack and chatter and get him on in there close. But at the same time, you don't want him to see you. So most people want to call on the wing tips and tail feathers. That way that they're not seeing you, but you're not, you're not blowing them out. Either what I'm saying about blowing them out is you're not calling over calling and not under calling. You want to hit them just right. And you know when you hit him, he reacts to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, that, that kind of, from a from a calling perspective, uh, you, you got to pay attention to how they're behaving. Uh, exactly. So you've got your spread out, your your spread set up perfect. You like how it's spread out, uh, and you like how the ducks are flying. You like how they're moving through your area. What's the significance of proper calling? Significance of proper calling. Well, when you ain't got no wind, when you have like a one or two mile an hour wind. You don't want to be calling too loud. Because if you call too loud, they will not like it or it'll echo real bad and they'll flare from it. So you gotta know when to call and when not to call. If you got a lot of wind, you can be louder. You don't have a, if you don't have very much wind at all, you want to be as quiet as you can. That way you're not flaring the ducks. Mm-hmm. And Timbo, how, how long have you been guiding? I've been guiding about 12, 13 years with Homer Guide Service. Okay, so you've been with Kyle a long time, man. Uh, I bet you guys got some stories together. Do you guys get much time to hunt together? No, we don't get a whole lot of time to hunt together. Me and him grew up together. We met in about the fifth or sixth grade, and we grew up hunting together. And when his daddy was teaching him and his brother, Jamil, how to hunt, I was right there with him, so I was learning just as much as they was learning. And we grew up together, and we hunted together until we got older, and we got our own jobs and all that. And uh, then everybody started guiding, and then I got into it with him about 12, 13 years ago, and now I don't get to, he's got his blind, and I got my blind, and we don't get to hunt together very much, but when we do, we enjoy it. <laughs> I bet, man, that's awesome. I mean, there's nothing, you guys are basically lifelong friends. There's nothing like hunting with some lifelong friends. That, that, that's really cool, and uh, any 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 advice that you would give to somebody who's just getting started into duck hunting? Just getting started. Hmm. It's very fun. If you ever get into a good duck hunt, uh, you're hooked right there. If you, you like, I like to watch the work. I like to watch the birds work more than I like to shoot them. Shooting to me is 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 a bonus experience, you know. But to me, I like to watch them work and watch them come in right in my face, and it's a beautiful thing. And if you ever get to experience that, and you've got the patience to sit there and wait on a duck to come in, you'll be hooked for life after that. As are we all, right? <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Well, yeah. So, yeah. Timbo, how, how, how? Tell our listeners, you know, how do they get in touch with you? How do, how do they book a hunt with you over at Homer's Guide Service? We have Instagram, we have Facebook. Our cell phone number is seven three one three three five zero seven six four. Talk to Kyle Homer. He'll set you up with everything you need to do and where you need to go and who you need to talk to and everything. He's the go-to man. 
Awesome. Well, Timbo, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Everybody that's listening in here, thank you so much for listening in. We appreciate you. There's a million other things you could be doing, but you're here checking checking us out. Uh, Timbo, let's leave everybody with this. What did you see this week when you were out hunting in Real Foot, Real Foot Lake? This week, I've seen a lot of mallards, a lot of ringnecks. I've seen, uh, I don't know, the thousands of pintails I've seen. Uh, Gadwall, they're pretty thick out there. I've seen a lot of ducks this week, and hopefully this little cold front will see a few new birds. Yeah, well, there should be a cold front coming because it's cold up here in Wisconsin where I'm at this week, and it went from 50 degrees to I think the high today was 30, and then it's just going to get colder as the week progresses. So I'm guessing as that swings through and pushes south, should push some more birds down your way. So good luck out there shooting this week, my friend. Thank you, and I appreciate everything. You bet. All right, Timbo, thanks so much. If you're out there listening, go out to, to Homer's Guide Service. Look them up on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, there should be a link right below this podcast. You can go out and click the link to go book a hunt and get a hold of Kyle and let him know Duck Hunting Fanatics sent you, sent you their way. We certainly do appreciate it. Everyone have a great evening. Thanks so much. Appreciate you, Timbo. Thank you.